Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. We have a trade to announce. Tails. Let's go. How about this <laughs> trade that just went down? Wow. Um, okay, so the, the rumor is true. Okay, uh, we just traded you. Okay, we traded you to the Indianapolis Colts. All right. So, um, you okay? No, I want to call my grandmother. You can call your grandmother. Okay, this hasn't this hasn't hit the papers or anything like that. Okay, well, won't we just do? Won't we do a little business first? Okay, before you call grandma. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of the 4D Chess Dynasty Trade Show. Y'all are some beautiful people. The views keep coming in on the YouTube page. The downloads keep popping on Spotify, Google, and Apple. We thank you so much for your support, everything that you do. But without further ado, we got trades to get to. You know what it is, why we're here, what we all came for. But let me introduce the better half. 4d chess adam you ready to do some trades buddy we got week one is in the books we have actionable stuff going on right now how you feeling how you doing it's great to see you it's yeah, always man. good to see you it's great to see you it's great to be here it's great that the nfl season's upon us week one's in the books we have real actionable stuff to talk to you about in the trade show so let's get into it michael we're gonna start with a deal of my own we always start if we can with one of mike's or mine deal Mike, here we go. The first Ooh. deal. Let's talk right. about it, man. So we got Justin Jefferson and Christian Watson being acquired for a 23 second, a 23 third, a 24 first, a 24 third, a 23 first, and a 25 first. So we got what? One, two, three first rounders, a second, and two thirds. Woo, Adam, this is your deal. Tell the fine folks about this deal, any context that you got behind it as well. Yeah, so uh, this is the shit world wide, 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 wide. The first word in Dynasty uh, League that we did, right? So it's best ball. I, I don't remember exactly how many starters, 12, 13, something like that. Uh, it started a lot. It's best ball. I'm going to rebuild. Kilmo is going for it. His team's pretty solid. He's 1-0. Uh, he actually beat Liebert, who's a pretty damn good team, too. So, Mike, Justin Jefferson, right? And let's talk about it because we talk all the time how you want to trade off with a receiver. But, Mike, I think a lot of times you and I have traded off light of what the market is. And, yes, yep. Mike, this is my one Justin Jefferson share. This is the one. You're literally looking at it. Now, it's a rebuild. Do I want to move him? Yeah. But, like, I wasn't off of, off of what we saw that offense do. His first half, I wasn't going to sell him light. I was kind of assuming that we weren't going to get a deal done. I, I like this deal for me. I think the thing is that that third first is all the way out in 25 is where some people might pause. But for me, I'll take that all the way out in 25. Um, Watson, I think, is – Mike, it's interesting with him. He catches that first pass. Like, his value is totally different. And, and – and, I know that, and I didn't really want to sell him in this deal, but you can't just, in best ball, sell one player and not add other pieces. So, Watson's in the deal. I think him for a 23 second in the thirds, maybe a little light, but I, I think it makes sense. So, overall, I, I like what I did here. Um, 
this seems like a lot if you're contending to go get Jefferson, but honestly, I don't know after week one, like what realistically you'd have to send in just futures to get him on most teams. You know, I'm I'm going to side with you. I'm going to side with you, but I get it for Kilmo. Like there's enough things in here. Like you, you got Christian Watson. If we break the deal down, right? Like you had mentioned the second, a couple thirds at a nice discount in a best ball where he doesn't have to, doesn't really have to worry about whether he starts or not. Like he's going to have weeks at some point. You think he's going to get involved at some point. So paying three first for Justin Jefferson, ugh, too steep for me. I wouldn't do it personally, but the thing that, that you had mentioned that, that one first being in 2025, right? Kind of gets heavily devalued. You got to wait a while, but Hey, maybe it's a uh, Nick, Nick Singleton from <laughs> Penn State is who you're selected with that pick. You never know. Like we we do got some names that we can put to some of these picks, even preliminary that yeah. look good. But man, anytime I can cash out on a receiver for three first, even if they're out in 2025, I'm going to do it. And especially in a best ball league. But damn, Justin Jefferson's good. I I side with your side, but I do. Man, I'll give some some credit to Kilmo. Like he got he got some things back. Like I've seen worse trades in a best ball where, where somebody will send three firsts and a couple seconds. And I mean, we talked about it shows ago. I think it was for uh, Jamar chase. It was like three firsts and seconds and Darno Mooney just for one player, far more egregious. I mean, he did get Christian Watson back. He did get uh Justin Jefferson. There's only one second included in here. A couple thirds that are, you know, hopefully for him going to be late. The 23 first he thinks is going to be late, which is probably reasonable. The 24 first is, again, off of another competitive team in Liebert, like you had talked about. So that one, hopefully, for him is late. And the 25 first, just being out so far. So when you really break it down and look at it, it looks a lot better for Kilmo than initially. Like, if I were to take away the picks and not have any of the context on it, I'm going I'm going the three first all day. I still want that side, Adam. I still like your side for you. And this isn't just because we do a podcast, it's just naturally the way I like to do things. I would have sold the same thing if this offer would have popped up in 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 your position as well. So yeah. Hell of a deal to kick it off with. Uh Justin Jefferson uh continues <laughs> continues to command a haul. Jamar Chase continues to command a haul. I don't know if it'd be the 40 chess dynasty trade show if we didn't have a Jefferson trade in there or a Jamar Chase trade in there. So <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Mount Everest, man. I think, you know, it, it, the other thing with it being best ball too and not like, I think value-wise I do lean my side, but seeing how he was and then in best ball I'm getting two pieces that play and these picks don't actually play this year. I think that does, like your to your point with the, the one Chase trade trade we saw, right? Like I'm losing Mooney there, right? Like that's that's big in best ball. I'm not losing anything but what could be. I, I they are picks that matter. They are leverage points. They do have value. But like your roster stays the same. You probably cut two pieces of dog shit and you get Christian Watson and you get an absolute stud in Justin Jefferson. So it's probably I I think it's more fair than the eye might might make it out to be. If I'm being honest. I mean, just, you know, so the people know in that league, Justin Jefferson scored 42.6 points. <laughs> like, he scored a shit ton with those scoring settings <laughs> with all the big play bonuses and everything else. So, yeah, he put in work. <laughs> yeah, man, he he, he did. He, he did. <laughs> let, let's, uh, but yeah, that, let us know what you think of the deal. Uh, let, let's get into the next deal, Mike. Um, here you go. Ooh, 
we got Travis Etienne and Brees Hall being acquired for a 23 first, a 23 first, and a 23 first. Uh, nope. I didn't. It's not skipping. It's not skipping if you listen to the audience. I did say three 23 first for Travis Etienne and Brees Hall. What do you feel about this one, Adam? Mm. Mike, this is interesting because, like, I, I I probably can see it for both sides, but I do think where these project is a lot for me. Like, Brees Hall for me is worth more than a 23 first, for sure. I think even no with what we saw, I'm willing to put pay a 23 first for ETN. So there's two of them right there for sure. Now, if these are all late, Mike, I think I'm okay in lineup. Even in best ball, maybe even taking this these two running backs here. If those picks, though, are not like contending teams or teams that are supposedly contending, and I know that one or two of these are top six, I, I think I understand why you take the 23 first. I think I like what fantasy football is doing here given the what's going on in the season. I, I think I'd say this, though. This would be my only caveat. If I'm going to send away 323 first on a, on a contending team, I'm assuming you're going to do that, right? One, it should be contending. Like, do you think you'd be better off targeting assets that, like, I don't know how long it takes for Brees Hall to break out. I think he will, but I don't know how long that's going to take. And I'm not sure Travis Etienne's a difference maker at the position, certainly right away while James Robinson's playing like this. I'm not, I like both these assets in Dynasty, but... Like, if I'm sending away 323 first, would you prefer to go after different assets? Um, but great in the deal. Like, I get what he's doing. 100% with you, buddy. Um, the way I look at it, I mean, if these are, are late 23 first, give me the running backs all day of the week. No no questions asked. If they're all mid to late, you know, 106, 107, 108, something like that, I still want the running backs lineup. Best ball, it doesn't matter. I'm good with that part. I'm with you, though, on the aspect of, like, if I'm sitting on all these 23 first and I'm going to go make a push to win this year, like, say you won week one, I'm not going after Travis Etienne and Brees Hall. Like, I'll go after Travis Etienne if somebody's like, hey, uh, give me your your mid to late 23 first straight up for Etienne. Cool. Like, I'm in. Like, I, I'm good. That's a good buy. Three of them, on the other hand, if I'm going to package all three of them together to go try to compete, I want better pieces than these guys. And it's not because I don't believe in the talent. I don't believe in their long-term dynasty value. It has nothing to do with that. I want guys that are going to win now. I want guys that are going to produce now. Brees Hall, I love him. At some point, he's going to take over this backfield, and he's going to be everything that we wanted him to be. I'm just not comfortable giving up this draft capital right now to wait and see for five, six, seven weeks. Like I, I can't afford to do that. And then your concerns on Travis Etienne, like I said, he all he always just comes down to what the cost is. What what the absolute cost. If it's two twenty three first mid to late, no. <laughs> no. Like I'm good. I can go buy better. I can go buy better that I feel much safer about. So that's where I'm at with this deal. Like I, I see these two running backs and initially I'm going, Oh man, give me the running backs. But then you put some of the context behind it, depending on where those picks are, depending on what you're doing. It's a dangerous, dangerous game to play, especially if you're sitting on these and this is just a rebuild. Like generally I like to take value wherever I can get it at them. But and I'm, you, look how much leverage you are sitting on with three of those picks right. in the class. Right. Yep. You know, unless, unless this is like a 16 team league, 
<laughs> yeah. This is your standard 12-team league. You're sitting on a quarter of the class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that would be where, like, when I look at the values, when you talk about a dynasty trade, I want the Brees Hall and ETN side. But the problem with this is, like, if we're talking 4D about it, and this is the 4D chess dynasty trade show, like, I don't see what direction you have where this is the right play. Yep. Because, like you said, there's leverage built into the first. If I'm rebuilding, I'm, I'm like, Mike, here's the thing. As good as Brees Hall might finish and ETN looks, when the, the class really takes a big catapult, so if you're rebuilding, you, you can hold these picks for a full year. Like, are you telling me 323 first won't still get you these guys at the end of the year? It probably does. It probably does. I mean, uh, yep. And if you're contending, like, I like a, I like both those guys, man. I just think that on a contending team for the first five, seven weeks of the season, you can get more, you can get better scores. But um, I guess that's the way I would break that trade down. Let's get to the next one, Mike. Ooh, all right. We got Austin Eckler and Traylon Burks being acquired for Devin Singletary, J.K. Dobbins, Jahan Dotson. In the 23 first. So Eckler Burks for Singletary, Dobbins, Jahan Dotson, and a 23 first. Where are you at on this one? This is a interesting one. So th- this is our boy, right? Um, Cactus Jack is the, the name uh, on Sleeper. I'm going to say this for Mikey here. Austin Eckler and Traylon Burks, like with Dobbins sitting, I, I get the Dobbins pivot to Eckler on a contender. As good as Dotson looked in week one, I still think Burks is the better asset in Dynasty, right? I'm still comfortable selling Singletary in a deal of this magnitude. Like, that doesn't worry me. I I think here's the problem, and here's where it could go either way for me. Like, if you're telling me the freshman, that that 23 first is a locked late pick, I I get why you go do this, because if you want to win now, Eckler and Burks make sense. But if, man, even if that's late, like I'm probably comfortable taking that on a rebuild. And if it's anything that's not late, I think Dobbins and Dotson and the, the 23 first are going to be a better package. So my, my only thing would be is that is that first guaranteed to be late? And if it is, I get what you're doing if you're Mikey. Uh, because you said it's Mikey, <laughs> we always have to ask too, is this one of his famous one QB leaks? Because, Adam, if that's a late 23 first in a one QB league, no fucking thank you. Like, it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot to me. It doesn't. Yeah, you know, I don't don't know if it is or not. Part of the appeal of the 23 class is the the multiple quarterbacks who we think will get first-round draft capital. And you take out three, four, five of those guys, and you're left with some good running backs that we like and a couple good receivers, but then the back half of the class just really becomes, uh, why am I paying for this? Why am I paying for Michael Mayer? Why am I paying for Quentin Johnson? Johnston? Um, Yeah, in, in a super flex league, Adam, it, it's definitely a lot closer. And then, like you said, where you're talking about the 23 first, where does it land mid to late? Is it possibly early? If it's possibly early, holy shit, like – I'll take the – I don't even like Devin Singletary, but I'll take the Dobbins, Dotson, and 23 first side all all day. But if it's a late one, Eckler for Dobbins in a first, Burks over Dotson, and then Singletary's just a fucking whatever for me. So I like what Mikey did. And I'm, I'm going to guess 
I'm going to guess it's probably in one of his one QB leagues, which makes me like it even more, just because that 23 first just becomes a, a lot less appealing. Right. Especially if it's that mid to late one. Yeah, if it's a late one and one quarterback, I'm I'm full send here. If it's super flex and it's late, Mike, I think I'm still okay with it. But it's a lot closer, and I can totally understand if you're rebuilding and taking the other side. Um, if it's anything different than that, though, and super flex, like this is going to be bad. If it's one quarterback, I, that that's going to probably need to be a top four to six pick for it to be a bad trade for Mikey. And, and you're going for it now. Like I, I, I'm fully comfortable with this deal for him. I, I like the fact that he snuck in Devin Singletary as like the piece to grease the wheels. Yeah, here, here's on, your Mikey. here's your fluff, you know. <laughs> Here you go. And I don't know if we got Mikey into any best ball leagues yet, so this is probably a lineup league where if I'm looking at Devin Singletary, well, I'm probably never starting this dude ever. Like, nope. I can never feel good about it. I know he's in one with me and T-Rock uh, that I, I got in the league after T-Rock didn't – I didn't even know it was his league. So that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, um, I, I'm comfortable with it in one quarterback. If it's super flex, we're getting a little more dicey. Um, let's get into the next deal, Mike. All right, we got Jacoby Myers. And Jonathan Taylor being acquired for Tyler Algier, a 23 first, a 23 second, a 23 fourth, and another 23 first. So Jacoby Myers, JT, for Algier, two firsts, a second, and a fourth. What the fuck is going on here? (laughs) What? So so let's talk about this. This was in the um, Destination Devi uh, Dynasty Trade Show channel, right? And I saw is the context. And this is when I, as soon as I saw it, I knew I had to pull it. So, Mike, this is funny because we just did our 4D chess podcast. And we talked about two weeks ago. So, before week one, how it's going to be so much overreaction. And this is because of after week one. So, I like Fish 58. I think we're seeing is a fish, literally, in his league. Um, Mike. He thinks after one week his team is trash. So, so when you really look at the deal too, and I started, like I said, as I read this, fantasy football basically says this guy overreacted week one like he's, he's ready to be out on the season. He wants to rebuild. I do see the one thing that makes it not completely outrageous is he's getting his pick back. So he's at least getting a shot at going to get a Bijan or a, a stud quarterback or whatever. If he, if he does it properly, which I'm not sure based on the way he's making this trade, he's going to do it properly. If he does it properly and that's a top three pick, it won't look as bad. That being said, Mike, this is still just, I don't, I think it's way too light, man. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what the narratives are, what the league settings, the di- the dynamics Two firsts. So, so let, let's even say that's an early first, Mike. Top four pick. Let, and then let's say, I mean, this guy's getting JT. So I'm assuming he already had a squad. Now he's really got a squad. He added a nice little depth piece that people sleep on in Jacoby Myers. Like, that's a late first. Yeah, that's a right? late first. You're talking yes. an early first and a late first, and you're getting, you know, you get the, you get a late second. And a Dart and Algier who didn't even see the field week one healthy scratch. Like, mm. ah, nope. this is where, man, you do not want to get on a content, a failed contender and be forced to make a fish move like this. I'm just not doing this. If I'm, if I'm stuck, I can't do this. You fast forward to next, next year and the trade becomes a lot closer, right? Because you put that early first name to it. You put startup values to it, but that doesn't take into account the entire year of production. That's just, pfft gone just gone 
that you're you're going to tank for that whole thing. I get it. If you look into the future, it's a lot closer. And and maybe if that 23 first that he's getting back becomes Bijan Robinson, like you're talking JT for Bijan, a late first and a late second. Like this time next year, we'll look at trades and we'll probably have ones where we'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah, give me the give me the Bijan and the the first and the second. Right. But but that's that's rose colored glasses and that's being, you know, losing a whole year of production. So for right here, right now, value wise, man, give me the JT Meyer side all day of the week. But at least at least Fish had the right idea. At least he had the right idea and, and you hit it right off the head that he got his own first back in the deal. Like if you're gonna tank you may have to bite the damn bullet and give up a JT and a Myers. I would have liked to get like another couple of seconds or another nice like rookie player to throw in, like maybe a Jahan Dotson or something. Right, like Christian Watson, something like that. Like, let me try to diversify my assets the best I can because I know I'm going to be trash and I know this pick is, but you know the fourth doesn't do shit for me. The the I know that 23 seconds going to be late now. I'm already taking a hit with the late 23 first because I'm giving up JT. I'm glad I got mine back. Algier, like that, that's a fine piece to get back. But like I need I need more of those, right, those like, back. I think you're right. Like another second or like instead of Algier, can I at least get a higher twenty two class guy, like a Dotson, a Pickens, uh something like that that makes it more yes. I don't feel so damn gross about it. I, I think I'll say this too. Last thing on this deal is like fantasy football. He he's active. He's always in the trade show. He's active on you know the the dynasty. Uh, I'm sorry, the destination Debbie Discord. And I think right here what you're seeing is like this is a savvy move. You know, Mike. To your point, let's say next year we're having a conversation that this is close. But Mike, who cares if you if you here's the thing if you win the league if you win the money. And then next year, we're having a conversation that the, the trade's still close. Boy, you greased this man. You took him to the woodshed because now the trade's close, but you already got the money. That's what's crazy about it. Now it doesn't matter what you do with JT from there on out. Right. Like, now I got all the money, money, and we're having a debate on who has, who got the better side. Like That's that's well done by Fantasy Football. Let, let's get on to the next deal, Mike. All right. Next one we got. It's from our guy JB, Jordan Backus. So... Rashad Penny, Pat Fryermuth, Drake London, a 23 first, which he did tell us was going to be on the later side, is what he sent away. And in return, he got one Kyle Pitts. So this is a 12-team super flex, two point per reception for tight ends. Oh. Yeah, man. Penny, um, Fryermuth, Drake London, and a late first out the door for one Kyle Pitts. And he is a productive struggle rebuild. He has a... I'm pretty sure he had like every pick in the 23 class. He had, like he had very close to half or something egregious. I, I'll say this about this trade before I break even the, the value of it, right? I think from a dynamic standpoint, Mike, this is what's funny about this trade to me. And I was, when we talked with JB about the trade beforehand, I, I think what's funny is timing of trades is something that's so underrated and so understated. Like sometimes timing about a trade. Someone's not ready to trade a guy until they're ready to trade him. Like, he'd been trying to get Kyle Pitts on this build for forever. Mike, week one happens, and the guy goes out and has a three-point game, and now all of a sudden, I'm not saying he didn't get a good haul back, because this is a decent deal still for Kyle Pitts, but the point is, one week, 
And now all of a sudden his timing is I'll move him now. He wouldn't send an offer to, to JB before this until he saw week one. And sometimes you just you cannot make a deal happen until the other manager is ready to go with the deal. So I think that's a, a piece of it that I wanted to get into about this trade specifically. But when you look at it, Mike, the fact that it's two points per catch in tight end premium, and we do know it's a lineup league, like this is this is going to look pretty steep probably for a lot of people. But this is where, given those settings, I will take Kyle Pitts here. As long as, this is a big caveat, and big asterisk, you have the assets to handle this move, right? I think that's where Kyle Pitts is, honestly, as a player right now. Like, if I have the assets, if I've done what I've needed to to afford Kyle Pitts, I love him. But the reality is, like, if you don't have that depth, if you can't afford him, like, you, this is not a bad haul to get back at all. Like, I, I'd probably want something different than Penny, but... Like, I'm down-tearing quite a bit in Pat Fryermuth, but it's still a top-10 tight end for me. You get a very good receiver, upside in Drake London, and you got a first asset to still move. Not a bad deal for the other side, and I think this is probably what you're going to have to pay for Kyle Pitts in a league like this, but like to me, I want Kyle Pitts as long as I really can afford him in a deal like this. I love the move for JB. The The haul is nice. I'm, I'm not going to not gonna lie. Like, Herzbondman, however you say his name, you got a nice return on it. The Rashad Penny thing aside, but you got a nice return. And you know, I'm the I'm the tear down king. I love to tear down. But there's a few things that that come into play. Why I like this for JB. One, he's not competing this year. He has a shit ton of picks next year. And if I'm not mistaken, the benches in this league are awfully small. Like awfully, awfully small. Like when it, when he pulled they it are. up and showed me the roster, I was, what the hell? Like, who came up with these settings? Like, who wants to play in a dynasty league like that? So all the things, and then you mentioned the the two points per tight end reception, right? The the two-point tight end premium. Huge, huge, huge pluses for me to go, I'm willing to tear up for Kyle Pitts because of all these variables that come into play. I'm not competing. I can handle it. I have plenty of assets like you, you mentioned we play with ridiculously small benches and tight ends are rewarded handsomely for catching the pass. And this is the tight end one in dynasty week one be damned. So hell of a move for JB. I really like it. Yeah, you got the Jersey on for those of you watching on the YouTube Adams rocking the Jersey plus the giant Kyle Pitts, uh, fat head there in the background. <laughs> He's all in on Kyle Pitts, but I like it for all those reasons. If you were to take this out of context, we're talking like a best ball league, Adam, with deep benches. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm I'm gonna take the Pat Fryermuth, the the potential late first to Drake London, and whatever shit I want to talk about Rashad Penny, I'm still taking him too. <laughs> so there's there's a scenario where I'm on the other side going, hell yeah, I'll send away all my confidence for this kind of return on my contending teams. But everything that adds up, what we know about the league, the full context on it, great move by JB. Absolutely great move by JB. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna go to the next deal. I'll, I'll say this too though. What's funny is we're giving the win to Kyle Pitts here. Not that we shouldn't, but I think this is another. This is him coming off of a bad week, right? We're still saying Kyle Pitts is the win here. It, this should show you how incredibly difficult it is to obtain Kyle Pitts. Like we're saying that trading away Drake London, Pat for Armuth, and a 23 first, albeit it should be later is a smash for Kyle Pitts. Like that, that should show you 
how crazy it is to get Kyle Pitts in Dynasty right now. <laughs> Almost the most unattain- unattainable asset in Dynasty. All right. So T-Rock makes a trade show. He's going to be happy. He acquired Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jahan Dotson. And in return, he sent away Tony Pollard and a 23 first. Now, I hope to God that's a late one. I was going to <laughs> say, Mike, first and foremost, uh, he did make the trade show. And are we sure he's going to be happy? Yeah, he may not be. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jahan Dotson, or Tony Pollard and a 23 first. What you got? Um. Let me start here. I would tell you most times before this week, like I would easily want Pollard over CEH. With with Dak being hurt, as bad as that O-line is, I'm not going to say I'm way CEH over Pollard, but I, I think I could understand taking CEH over Pollard now, like just on a value standpoint, especially if you're contending. Um, whether you're not here, I don't know. Dotson for the first, Mike. Here's where we got to talk about this. Um, I was in on Dotson. You and I both were. Like from the day he got drafted, high we were high on him. I still like Dotson. He showed well. I'm still okay with him. I I think Mike, unless this is like guaranteed to be locked and loaded late, I want that other side, man. Now, if it is a for sure late first and you are a Dotson person and you know that's what you had to do to make it, I get it. Other than that, man, I think I want the uh, A. Gassner side. Mm. I would say C.H. over Pollard by a decent amount. <laughs> I'm, I'm not crazy, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about guys who don't fetch first right. in return. So, I mean, what you're talking like, maybe a third add-on is by a decent amount, I guess. Maybe I should have used a different word, but CH over Pollard. Yeah, it's CH over Pollard. I don't really know by how much, but, like, I totally understand taking that side there. Yep. Dotson in the 23 first, man, if I'm being honest about it, like, I've been a big, like, you're late 23 first, there's so many players. Dotson did not crack that list for me. No. Like if there's so many players I'll take over a late 23 first, I'll send them around. He wasn't up there, and I like the week one showing, and I've always been in on him, but geez, man. I mean, if I'm just talking from a late perspective, I have some hesitation and some pause. You give any chance that that is a mid-23 first, just on, on, on being rose-colored glasses here, like any chance that that's a mid one? Holy shit, I want the Tony Pollard 23 first side. I, I can't lie. Yeah. I, I can't lie. I, I would say the only way I – like, I, I can understand planting your flag on Dotson, getting him if you know that's like a 111, 112 for sure. That's that's the extent of it. Like, if uh, – let me say this too, Mike. What, if you're contending in this scenario and it's best ball, I'm pretty sure this league actually is best ball. But let, let's say you're contending and it's best ball. Would you take the up tier to CEH and send a first for Dotson? Or are you still, even in that scenario, preferring a different receiver than Dotson probably? I would rather have the Tony Pollard in the 23 first side. Yeah, I agree with you. Ball. I agree Not with you. Lie. I agree with you, yeah. Because I think that 23 first is going to carry enough in most people's minds that it can buy something better. Not saying... 
actual player wise better than Dotson, but something better on the value spectrum. Like, you know, Dotson's a, I mean, maybe after week one, he's a seventh round startup pick, maybe an eighth round somewhere in there. If we're being honest, shit, you probably get up to the fifth round with the way some people value these 23 first, even the late ones. So there's plenty of players up there that would mean more to me for winning that I could acquire with that 23 first first. And it has nothing really to do with the CEH Tony Pollard swap. Yeah. And and this is, this is coming from dots and lovers. So I'm all about acquiring dots and I think this might be a little steep though. Um, let's move on to the next one. All right. We got Kirk cousins, Devin Duvernay week one hero, I guess. And Kenneth Walker being acquired for Kadarius, Tony, Isaiah Spiller, Desmond Ritter, a 23 first and a 23 second. So Cousins, Duvernay, Kenny Walker for Tony Spiller, Ritter, a first and a second in 2023. Where are you at on this one, buddy? Interesting deal. Um, this is the last deal of the show, and I, I, I'm trying to think about this from like the different direction pieces. So when I just break the deal down in general, right, I'll take Cousins over a 23 first pretty easily um i will take walker over i think most of the rest of the piece most of the rest of the piece in the deal if it's lineup if it's best ball like maybe we're having a discussion i mean mike l- let's just talk about that other side for a second real quick spiller healthy scratch right desmond ritter mariota looked halfway decent like i'm not saying that, Mar- that ritter's worthless but I don't. I don't really know what that's going to be. Now, I'm not, and it's not someone I'm super worried about buying right now. Love the talent of Tony. Still think he's hella shifty. Still think there's a world of upside for him. But man, if they use him anywhere near like they did, ugh. right? And then the 23 second, you're getting Duvernay and Kenny Walker. Like I, I think I really like Redward's side, regardless of lineup or best ball. And if you're contending, Mike, I think the fact that you're getting a quarterback like Cousins after what we saw that offense be for this, sheesh, man. Mike, I, I, we talked about on the on the uh, before the trade show on the podcast how I can't buy quarterbacks anywhere in a league where I had Dak get hurt. My yeah. goodness, I would send this for Kirk Cousins in a in a millisecond, and I'm yeah. getting Kenny Walker. I think it's a great deal by Redwards, man. What do you think? I, I agree with you. What I like to do sometimes is just get rid of the noise. In this case, I'm I'm going to say like get rid of a lot of the junk and clean up the deal so you can really break down where the value is. And Duvernay and Spiller, at this point, man, they probably hold the same value. One one we liked, we love. Um, it's it's fading with the the signing of Sony Michelle, the week one inactive, the whole thing. Like he might still be something Duvernay. Whatever. I mean, he ascended because of that that week one week. The uh, the way he he performed, the multiple touchdowns, the whole fucking thing. So I th- I think they're similar value to me. So if I just plop them out of the deal, I'm looking at like you said, Kirk Cousins for a first. Cool. I'm gonna take Kirk Cousins. Like I'm gonna take Kirk Cousins for that first, and then if I look at it, Kenneth Walker for Tony Ritter in a second, pretty easily give me Kenny Kenny Walker. And this is coming from a guy who still believes in Kadarius Tony. Now I can acknowledge the value hit. There's some things that are concerning, barely getting on the field, being the fourth wide receiver, fucking Richie James playing over him, the whole works. But 
I I can still acknowledge that Kenneth Walker is a running back with second round draft capital. And at some point he's going to get on the field and play because Rashad Penny gets hurt all the time. So a hundred percent. And Mike, like what we saw in that first game. Now I don't think Seattle will sustain that type of uh, offensive efficiency and, you know, playing from ahead and stuff. But yeah, Rashad Penny took almost all, all the snaps. I mean, Homer played on third downs and exclusively on third downs, and Penny took all of that. That's exciting for me to see on Walker because, one, Rashad Penny can't stay healthy a full year of that. And, two, if Pete Carroll's going to give that to Kenny Walker, I know the offense isn't super high upside, but, man, I love the, t- the talent of Kenneth Walker. So, yeah, I'm with you. It pretty easily for the Red Ward side on this one for me and not relatively close. I mean, even if you went Kenny Walker for the first and Spiller, I'd take the Kenny Walker side. Kirk Cousins for Tony Ritter a second. And you throw in Duvernay? Yeah, man. And you just give me Devin Duvernay just because you're feeling generous? That's a (laughs) – This is – Like, I think this was well done by Redwards, man. And, uh, you know, it's a savvy move by one of our patrons. And and another trade show's in the books, Mike. What did you think about the trades this this episode? And – Everybody out there, let us know what you think about the trades this episode. Uh, this week, actually, uh, we let you do the picking. So a little spoiler alert behind the scenes. You did the picking for the first time ever on the trade show. You pulled these trades. Yep. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash all gas kitchen destination Debbie. Adam was pulling them from the Dynasty Trade Show channel there. Patreon.com forward slash South Harmony gets you into our discords. We also have a shithead trade channel, which Adam does pull some deals. And then the ones that we get from uh, JB sent in to us. And, of course, Adam, he can pull his own trades from his own leagues. He's a big boy. He can figure that out. (laughs) But I think these deals were a lot closer than some of the ones that we've had in the past and a lot more discussions. Barring that last one, which I don't think was relatively close, um, but even the Kyle Pitts deal with JB, like there's a scenario in different leagues, different contexts, different formats, that kind of thing where the other side is very good. But if you do know the context, if you do know the format, that's why you give it to JB. Um, yeah, I like these deals. I like a really good discussion on them. It's good to see what happens after week one, too, and kind of the way value swings and. Uh, according to T-Rock now, Clyde edwards Hilaire's is a thing again. So congratulations, I guess, if you want to take that victory lap. We still love you, buddy. CH is uh, back. We still love you. Uh, just so you know, T-Rock, you are a patron. Uh, we do appreciate you and love you, and our DMs are always open. So uh, hopefully we can help you in the <laughs> on the next one when you're like, I'm going to go buy CEH. Uh, maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe don't, buddy. And... and- I'm 100% with you, man. These were good deals. I think the thing to keep in mind now is a lot of what's happening here. We talk so much about startup values, and those are kind of going to be muddied here because there's not really a lot of startups happening, and the values of what's happening on the field is going to be a huge shift of things moving forward. So stay tuned week in and week out. We're going to keep bringing these to you, but understand that the trades that move forward as we really approach midseason and the postseason – you'll start seeing some things that you never thought possible based on the summer and off season because guys are going to hit that you didn't think were going to hit and you can get some crazy values on these guys. So I'm very interested to see as the season progress, the trades you bring to us. And as always, everywhere, we're going to keep grading them for you. I'm with you, buddy. I am with you. Make sure you're tapping in to everything going on at Destination Debbie. We got injury reports, start sit shows, waiver shows, 
We got some college analytics hopefully be coming out and dropping to you soon. Of course, the newsletter, if you're not signed up, what the hell are you doing? Make sure that you're signed up for that. There's so much good content in there. And of course, the long form breakdown of the trade of the week will be in there. That's always featured from the show every single week as well as all the good work that everybody else at the Destination Debbie team does. But Adam, every time you get on there and you write an article beyond the mic for the 4D Chess podcast, I love reading it. You do have a talent, my friend. Thank you so much for sharing it with everybody for free. Ray just gives this shit away for free. He, it's he, is, he, is, he is a madman, but hey, take advantage of him. He wants to give it away for free. You take it, and then you go make a lot of money off of it. That's how you play the 40 chess on the newsletter. But thanks for tapping in. And, of course, we'll see you back here same time, same place next week. We love you. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.